in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. All right, the time is upon us yet again, Mongols. Let's get physical, physical this week with the coach and best-selling author we love, the one and the only Leona Carter. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Raquel. Oh, man, this week is about to get good. It's about to get good. I'm so excited. It's the moment we've been waiting for. Leona, what are the tips for hitting those sheets with success? I love it because we're talking about she builds intimacy with her husband. So that's actually the name of my Facebook group as well. And so in that Facebook group, literally, if you type she builds intimacy with her husband, you'll find it. We're going over different challenges that we've had, assignments of really being intentional. One of the things that we talked about is caring again. You remember when we were on a date and you knew his favorite color, his food, what restaurant, you Mm -hmm. knew all of that, okay? You knew he didn't like chicken or he loved chicken, whatever that is, right? But now it's a whole different ball. Now you're saying, look, I only had chicken. So you either take it or you'd leave it. You know, know, (laughs) we lost that caring again. When is the last time you were intentional about caring about what he likes, right? And remember those those things that, you know, those funny things that he used to do. And, oh, my God, he's he always forgets. And, oh, my, he's so funny how he forget. But now, honey, oh, you forgot again. It's our anniversary. Did you don't forget this? No, it's so, you know, it's interesting yes. talking about business. I feel like relationships, especially in 2020, because we're around each other all the time. It's it's more of a business relationship. Did you do this? Did you do that? I have to do this. It's a very like business prescriptive. (laughs) I tell women as you're building intimacy, I mean, you could talk about picking up the kids and who's gonna make what for dinner all day long and still not be intimately connected. You don't need to be connected to have that conversation because you can have that same conversation with your daycare worker, right? And so that's why there's no connection needed in that kind of conversation. So one of the things that I do, I even give women a rekindle assignment. And I'm going to give it to your listeners now. So listen up. (laughs) The rekindle assignment is what we're doing is on your next date night, you know, do it within 24 hours. And I want you to be intentional about caring again about his favorite food. So what you're going to do is naturally bring it up. So for instance, maybe you're sitting there watching TV together and you see an Olive Garden commercial. So you're going to go, oh, wow, we haven't been to Olive Garden in a while. Is Is it Italian foods? Is that still your favorite food? You're going to just naturally find a way to bring up something that you're intentionally caring about again. And when women did this assignment, they told me, I was surprised how he came alive when Uh I did that. You know, one person was saying, because you used to play football in high school, right? Tell me about what was that like? And he was like, what? And he just, she said, his body lifted up and he (laughs) came alive, right? Because we forgot how to care. I mean, actually, and we're not talking about caring about the the mansion and the house that you're about. I'm talking about those little things, right? Because you didn't care about all that stuff when you were dating. We're talking about the things that you, that brought you together and caring again. And so 
it's amazing. And I'm telling you, so like if women need this community and if you're interested in joining a group of married women that are, we're traveling this road together. Go to She Builds Intimacy with her husband in the Facebook group and you can find us there. And we would love to have you. I love that rekindle assignment. And mom goes, you better stick with it and you better do it this week because Coach Carter's back and she's going to be checking in with us. <laughs> but I love that. It's about yeah. it's about the little things and the little yeah. things in the beginning that brought you together. And that's what you're going back in to try and bring it back. Exactly. Let's stoke that fire just a little bit. <laughs> Not trying to set the place on fire. Just stoking it just a little. I like that. I love that. All right, stick around next week for the grand finale for November. We unpack all the baggage people bring to the bedroom. Thank you, Leona and Mongols. Don't forget about your rekindle assignment. All right, see you next week, Leona. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Welcome back, guys. Time to talk finance this week. And as Kristen promised, we are diving into a segment about keeping up with the Joneses or not. Keeping up with whoever those Joneses are. This whole concept came to me through a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. All of you haven't read it. It's a must read. He talks about this idea of keeping up with the Joneses and he calls it the rat race. Basically, the more you make, the more you spend. So, that is so true. Right? So yes. you get a promotion, you get a bigger house, you get nicer cars. So you're proportionately making the same amount you did right. when you were making nothing, right? Oh, because yes. you're spending so much more. Mm-hmm. He does a great job about saying these young families need to get out of the rat race. Yeah. A little about me. When we had moved back to Ohio, we had purchased five acres of land because we are insane and we watched too much Fixer Upper and I thought I was going to have goats or something. Like I never even had (laughs) grass before, (laughs) but for some reason I thought we could do five acres. And I love design. I've been drawing the Home Alone house since second grade. Oh my gosh. I'm crazy. I built it in high school and architecture class. Love it. Designing and building my dream home is such a bucket list thing for me to do. So yeah, moving back to Ohio, we have all this land. We are going to build our dream house. Mm -hmm. There was something in my gut that was telling me, uh are we getting into the rat race, right? Yeah. Yes, we could afford it. Yeah. But should we, right? Right. Is it worth it? My mom, kudos to Sandy Dalton. You guys haven't heard me talk about her. Good old Sandy. As I was living with my parents, when we moved back, she was like, all you young kids, you got to have the nicest, newest stuff. There's no such thing as starter homes anymore. You guys watch too much HGTV. And I'm like, (laughs) she's right. Why do I need this fancy Mm -hmm. ass, nice home? My kids destroy everything. Yes, I should not have nice things. Right. And so we were having second thoughts. Yeah. And we said, you know what? Let's sell the land. The minute our architect got back from vacation, we were like, don't do anything. Don't don't move forward. So we sold it. So we ended up buying a house (laughs) that was inhabited by doomsday preppers. Oh, yes. I see. (laughs) See the panic room. (laughs) The walls were bright purple. I love prints, but that was even a lot. Mm -hmm. So it was a doozy of a redo. I'll post some before and after pictures on social media. Yes. 
We did all the work ourselves. It was a shit ton of work, but we saved so much money. It allows me the ability to not stress. If someone were to lose a job, I'm not going to be house poor. Right. I'm be okay. Right. So I'm so yes. glad I did not keep up with the Joneses. Yes. Not building my dream home was the best decision I ever made. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. One thing we're running into right now in the current situation, the market is a little bit hot still. Andrew and I built our house four years ago and we love it here, but a lot of people are selling and then moving up into the other neighborhoods, beautiful homes. And don't get me wrong, I, I look at them, but we've decided to stick with what we have. It would be great, sell the house, make a profit, but then we're just spending that money that would be saving, putting it into a bigger house that we exactly. don't need. And exactly. same point with the kids, they break and destroy everything. So we don't need nice things right now. We, we just need, need nice to just things. get by because it is a blessing and yeah. that's where we're at in our stage. We're gonna stick with what we have. We don't need to keep up with the Joneses. Right. We're happy Joneses. where we're at. That's right. Because restraint equals reward. So we're showing restraint yeah. now. We're being smart about our finances. All right, yes. Mongols, so do the same. Screw those Joneses. Do you show restraint? Listen to Sandy Dalton. Don't watch so much HGTV. <laughs> be yeah. smart about your money and be happy with what you have. All right. Perfect. So stick Perfect. around next week because what are we talking about, Kristen? We are talking about tips to save on holiday gifting. That's Get excited. Right. Ho, ho, ho. See you next week. Bye, guys. Mommy. Bye. Mommy. Bye. Mommy. All right, Mongols, it's time to talk about the trimester that no one talks about or can prepare you for. Ashley's back and currently in the thick of it herself. She's here to talk about the fourth trimester. How is it going for you? I could not imagine twins after having no, one. How yeah. is it going? You know, I'm having good days and I'm having bad. The first three months were more difficult. I'm finding that in the fourth month, I'm starting to get a little bit of into a groove and flow with my abilities. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I do not have a motherly instinct. Maybe this was naive, but I truly thought that when the babies would get here, that this motherly instinct would just kick in. Like I would snap my fingers and I would be like, oh, here, I'll do this. Right, right. <laughs> And yes. that could not be the furthest thing from what's going on. Oh, girl, I feel you. It didn't even occur to me, but until I actually had the kid is when I was like, oh, wow, a baby. It wasn't real. And then almost felt like I was living someone else's life. My life revolves around this child. And yeah, it was like mourning a loss of your old life, truly. And I think that's right a bit to really connect it was a lot to handle especially for the first time especially for, and twins yeah when I was pregnant and everyone would say oh my gosh it's going to be so much work my husband and I would always give the answer of well we never had one to compare it to but then we had the twins <laughs> and we were like okay I knew that this was going to be hard but I don't know how I'm even here functioning and talking to you <laughs> because the thing with twins is that it never ends. You're just always tending to someone. And so yeah. that really affected me negatively because A, I felt like, what am I doing? Why did I work so hard for this? This is what I'm getting. That probably sounds so selfish. It doesn't. I totally had resentment. I can be looking at Rand like, you did this to me. But then you have your days where you're like, 
oh, I'm singing her songs and it's lovely, but it's tough. And then you feel bad that you feel that guilt and you have those feelings and you feel like, well, I'm a shitty mom because I'm having these thoughts. And you're just like, maybe the good mom chip just wasn't inserted to right. me because I'm not having those fluffy feelings. I'm just not, but I'm no. not that kind of a person in general. I'm not either. And I don't know if I magically thought that by having kids, I was going to become this touchy feely, emotional. I'm kind of like, eh, I'm going to have my distance type. I would say Raquel taking your point and going one layer deeper is that I had an extreme sense of guilt for feeling that way because of my infertility journey. The newborn phase is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt a sense of, there's so many other women that would want to be in my shoes. Yeah. I have to be in my shoes. It's been tough. It's a lot. But as we talked about before, about being your own flower, it's okay to feel how you feel. And nothing can prepare you for children. Until you're in it, you do not know how hard it is. And you don't know the recovery process alone, physically for any typical mom is hard. So I'm sure with all of you went through, it was a tough physical road. Yeah, I mean, I felt the first couple of weeks that I was pretty much useless besides being able to sit and hold the baby. But even then I got tired easily. I still hurt. My incision is still healing. Not even just the cesarean, even the one from back in January. Major trauma happened down there. And so, yes, that physical part is tough. Right. And then you add in the emotions and having the chemical imbalance in your mind on top of feeling like all I do is care for these little babies. There were weeks when I didn't even feel like they were my children, but that I was babysitting and I was waiting for somebody to pick them up. Yeah. All right, so Ashley, I've become a follower of you on Instagram, some assembly required and love your stories and everything. And one that particularly resonated with me was the one where you talked about how you spend your Friday nights. And I think this is something that all of us should take a page out of that book and should do the same thing and have a little me time. So can you just share with us what you do on Friday nights? Yeah, so during one of my many breakdowns with my therapist, feeling that lack of my old self. And she said to me, do you have anything that you can look forward to? And right now I'm kind of looking forward to when the next feed or diaper change is going to be. And she said, one thing that really helps with postpartum depression is having one thing every week that you can look forward to. I really took that to heart because I needed that, especially at that point, Alex was going back to work I was home all day with the babies and we decided Friday nights were my nights where I stay in our guest bedroom. I close the door. Alex is on mom and dad duty for the night. I do not come out. I literally sit in our guest bedroom with the door closed. It's my time where I don't have to think of anything. And that's really been helpful to me to look forward each week. I can keep plugging along. T-G-I-F. I like to make sure you're like, woo. I love that you are taking the time out for yourself every Friday. Mom, well, you know that's our whole purpose is to put ourselves first. So take a page out of Ashley's book. Ash, thanks so much for joining us. Next week, you're going to be around to tell us all about twin life. A day in the life. Woo-wee. Twins. Woo. <laughs> Bring your pillow. You're going to be tired. 
All right, mom goals, that's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into mom days.